Welcome back to QLC Radio. Got another episode of the Big Question series. And today we're taking a slightly different view, a slightly broader view. So before we've talked about the meaning of life and we've talked about what is love. And in those uh, in those discussions, we touched upon what is the overall direction of humanity. So we've talked about the idea of, you know, if humanity started developing a pill or something like that to make you happy. And in the first one, we were talking about, um, or we briefly mentioned, are we going to like blow ourselves up? That kind of stuff. So I decided this deserves its own episode. So instead of the meaning of life of an individual, we're going to start today with what is the collective not necessarily meaning, but what's the collective direction of humanity at the moment? Where are we headed? So that is today's episode. I've just come up with that on the spot right there. That's the title. Where are we headed? And to help me out, I've got Firas and Sikander with me. So Firas, he's become a bit of a regular, to be honest. He's been here, I think, three or four times now. And I speak to him nearly every other day. But how's it going, man? How are you feeling? Yeah, man. Good. Um, like I was saying, kind of happy and positive about coming out of lockdown so i think it's tomorrow some of the shops are going to be opening gyms are going to be opening so man life's just feeling generally more positive now good man good man and um yeah i should probably just say as a little caveat now the reason my introduction sounded a little unprepared is because we came up with this topic about 10 minutes ago so there we go let's see how it goes uh Sikander, over to you mate how are you feeling i know uh it's been a while since you've been on actually but last time you were talking about work-life balance but how are you doing yeah, I'm doing pretty good. Thank you, Mel, again for the opportunity of coming on for a second time. Um, I'm pretty hopeful about uh, how uh, things have been opening up and the the rolling success of the the vaccines in the UK. And it feels that there actually seems to be a way out of this now. Yeah, yeah, no, totally agree. I like the way how you always say thank you for having me on. I feel like an actual kind of legitimate host when you say that. I feel like I don't know. One of these guys over in America, Jimmy Kimmel or something like that. I feel great. So just to start off then. So what was the question I came up with? Oh, yeah. What is the direction of humanity? And just before we started recording, Firas was beginning to illustrate a point on that. So I'll go to you first, Firas. You've said to me that you think about where humanity's headed. What are we doing? So, yeah, elaborate on that point. So, yeah, I was just having a general chat about and what we think about and yeah i guess i guess it, it's good to think about not only where we're going as individuals in um in our own lives which i think is dictated to some extent by where we're all going as a collective because you know the types of jobs we do and what we aspire to in our educations is kind of dictated by where we're all going and what we're interested in as a collective as a as a human as human beings i guess and sometimes we have to wonder where it's all going. And I think um, maybe over the past 50 years, I don't know how many years, like we've been just kind of really rapidly increasing the amount of technology that we have in our daily lives and increasing the amount of consumerism that we consume, you know, producing things, throwing mm. things away. And it all it's, it's all kind of feels like it just comes down to that sometimes and as we've seen you know we've probably all seen the David Attenborough speeches and documentaries about where that is going in terms of the impact on the planet and I think now we're kind of turning around to some extent but that's like one point about the environment and about consumerism but 
just also I wonder sometimes generally where we're going like does it it might it could like lead to like a political unrest and wars and maybe maybe all the, all that we've made like will be destroyed like it has been in some countries and it, and if you think about it like that maybe it's just better mm. that we kind of focus on our own interests that we know are important within ourselves you know like I guess like simple things like fitness looking after your family spending time yeah. with your family and I, I think we all kind of know these are the things that really matter are you talking about a shift from collectivism towards individualism for us um I don't know about a general shift but I think I feel like I've been thinking about that personally and not like as individualism is like a whole political movement or something but just like within the way that perhaps I think about life and what's important so is that because there's a lot of shit happening as you just said there is that you saying perhaps I shouldn't give too much energy to that I'm just going to stress myself out I should focus on what I'm doing um yeah and I, I suppose like uh, coronavirus has been a good opportunity to focus in on myself and mm. like I think we've all kind of realized like a lot of things that we thought were important are really not that important such yeah. as you know buying loads of things and rushing around on holidays and rushing around trying to go out and go to work really quickly and yeah just like stretch ourselves out as much as we can mm. um so i think the... being able to sit quietly has kind of put me in that position in a way yeah yeah the the um, the cultural emphasis on things having to be done faster more efficiently more and more and more um it's really been paired back with the coronavirus pandemic and at least here in the uk i feel and it, you're right i've sort of felt the shift too for us in um not uh sort of worrying about wider concepts that i essentially can't control and focusing on things that i can like my um my family and my well-being hmm so I'll go to you next, Sikander. But you said so. You both said about uh, worrying more about yourself as opposed to the collective, as opposed to what's going on as a whole. What for you, was it? Coronavirus that made you think? Actually, I don't want to worry about the 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 sort of collective anymore. Was that was what ticked it for you? Or was there other things that were kind of brewing? Um, I'd say it was a wider shift even before coronavirus, like the. Coronavirus definitely accelerated that shift mm. in my sort of mindset. But um, I'd say, I'm just going to plug it here. <laughs> Reading up on the Stoic philosophies have um, helped a lot in um, essentially separating these big societal um, issues that, yes, I am very scared about and I'm I'm very worried about, but I ultimately can't control i can try to influence but i can't directly flip a switch and say uh the the conditions of a people who are thousands of miles away is suddenly amazing mm. yeah but um yeah the separating things out to things i can control and things i can't has been pretty key to that shift so I know a lot of people do actually plug being a Stoic uh, right now as quite a good thing to do. But 
we've just discussed quite a lot of things that are going on in the world that perhaps aren't too optimistic, that are perhaps slightly pessimistic. Do you not think, though, that being stoic around those situations and just focusing on yourself actually contributes to it on a larger scale more? If everyone is doing that and everyone's taking that approach, do you get where I'm coming from? So you might not be able to directly influence it in the sense that you're not going to be able to stop global warming by a click of your fingers. However, everyone doing a little bit does actually contribute to it. I just use global warming as an example. But yeah, do do you kind of see where I'm coming from? Mm, Yeah, like I I kind of see it in a way that um, I can't control global warming Mm. as in the wider societal issue. But I can do my bit, and right. I, I can control the the things that I buy and the, um, the the choices I make hmm. in terms of, let's say, uh, for example, ordering recyclable goods or things that'll last a while and not break within five minutes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say the. The can't control is for the wider societal issues, but the things you can control is mainly for how yeah. you can do your bit. Right. Okay. So there's a difference because I think that's just what what I wanted to tease out there. There's a difference between being a stoic and just not caring and not doing anything. Like mm-hmm. so they're two two very different things, and that brings me on to my next question actually, uh, which is what is it that you do care about as a wider societal issue that you can contribute by yourself in small but you don't have to try and fix the whole thing. What is that one thing for you? Mm, I I don't really say I tie my um, like entire being to one issue. I'd say I, like, I yes, have the ability to care about multiple things, but um, yeah, I'd course, say yeah. it's multiple things. So doing my bit on things like... Um, say global warming or like the the widening wealth gap within the UK say I'd say the I I try to not worry about the wider issues as a whole in terms of uh like that that wider thinking. Yeah. And not um and focus on what I can control and what how I can do my bit in each individual issue, not okay. um, not overload my brain thinking about all the badness that's happening. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, if you think about everything bad in the world, you can go crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, so global warming and wealth gap are two things for you. So, Firas, what yeah. about you? What are two larger societal issues that you care about? I I think I care about like I I care about the things around me that are clearly problems and there's a lot of problems in the world I guess so similar to Sikander and I think when we do some things in life we feel within ourselves that it's positive or negative yeah so I guess like if you can feel that overall in the balance you're positively contributing to Mm. the world as, as a larger as a larger part then I think can feel good about it so I guess like when I was applying to jobs before, like I tried consciously to select a company that I felt was ethical and was making positive contributions. So then the work that I contribute, you can feel good about it. Although as an individual, you're not doing huge amounts, but you feel like it's, mm. it's kind of better rather than 
working for maybe McDonald's and just pumping out chicken nuggets. Yeah. No, you know right. Mean? No, and um, one of my, my friend Anand actually in the last podcast brought up a really good point uh, about even if it doesn't seem what you're doing, what your particular job, niche, whatever it is, whatever you're doing at the time seems significant, it actually can amount to quite a lot. So like his example was like in the Olympics, you see like an athlete and it looks like it's just them. They're the one that have won. But realistically, they've got a nutritionist. They've got trainers. They're people that, you know, do so much for them. They're looking to sports science for them. They're going to have a team of like 100 behind them. And even though it doesn't seem that interesting, it contributes to something great. And I think that's a good kind of point to to sort of remember, which ties back to what Sikandal was saying about worrying about what you can influence. So you can, in my opinion, you can contribute to these wider society issues by just being aware, caring and doing what you think is right and just understanding what capacity you can contribute to it in. And so what you were just saying there for us about, you know, you cared about uh, working for an ethical company and you know, I'm not going to say who you work for, you know, publicly, that's <laughs> not fair, but you, you have, you know, I can assure everyone that you have done that. And that is, you know, that's a good thing. That's something that you can definitely stand by. And what I want to talk about next is some of those wider society issues, or maybe not a particular issue in general, although we can touch on some. But a lot of what we said so far about the wider issues of where humanity is headed seem quite pessimistic. So I will go to probably Firas first. Is it quite a pessimistic outlook you have when you have dwelled on it in the past? Um, yeah, I guess I guess our perhaps our generation is the one that it feels like we're acknowledging a lot of the the impacts of the fast kind of consumerism and fast development of technologies and the industrial revolution and the large quantities of fossil fuels and traveling and all sorts of things. Yeah. That, have been rapidly happening and developing and increasing. Yeah. So, like recently, we've seen all the, all the David Attenborough documentaries, and we can see there's a bit of a shift, or there's an, an attempt to shift um, the way that we view things, and we can kind of see in like the products and the things on TV, like like these kind of documentaries, or like more vegan products in the supermarkets yeah that there appears to be some kind of a shift and like Sikandar was saying is more recyclable goods available mm. and and i think that demonstrates the demand for yep. this type of change mm. which i think is a good thing and, and it's an acknowledgement that perhaps we were going in the wrong direction in a quite an obvious way in terms of global warming and just messing up the whole planet and ecosystem and all that yeah not that I know a huge amount about it, but I feel like we're all aware of it. Yeah, I think that's posit- a positive change. I, think. I feel like, um, given well, like none of us are experts on it, but given the degree we all did chemical engineering, I do think we have a slightly more unique insight into it than you know than some other people do. And it's quite it's quite alarming when you realise like just every sort of activity that we do, even just recording this bloody podcast, you know, has quite a big sort of knock on effect that we don't see immediately, mm-hmm. and it's quite yeah, alarming. Uh, our laptops are using electricity to to power the the video call that this is being recorded on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, and God knows how many you know watts it's using, but it does have an impact. Um. So yeah. So onto you, Sikanda. Do you think your outlook of where humanity is headed is a bit more pessimistic, or do you think? Because Ferris actually, it sounded like it got optimistic towards the end there. Where do you think you stand on it? I think that yes, there are. Um pessimistic 
pessimistic aspects to um, how humanity at large is heading, things like looming climate change and and like the the power that huge corporations have over uh, over like the lives of the people yeah. and the the like mass media too. But I'd say that um, in order to almost counter that, there's been like a huge proliferation of things like um, it's been on my mind a lot. Mutual aid, mutual okay. aid. Um, uh, the the in say addressing the um, the growing inequality that I've that um, that I spoke about earlier within both the UK and uh, the US as well mm. is the proli- the proliferation of these mutual aid groups that try to help underrepresented communities to uh, get them in positions of power and making impacts in ways that they are able to contribute to and who would have remained voiceless otherwise. So I'd say in the face of um, the awful uh, things that are looming in the distance, there's also the capability of a lot of good too within um, if not uh, within a wider sense of like a community spirit mm. uh, within individuals too because they've uh, they've been able to uh, become become a lot more empath- empathetic and are able to help one another if not within the last few years and certainly during the coronavirus pandemic okay that's quite interesting I haven't really heard much about that mutual aid stuff so that does sound pretty interesting i'll definitely look into that so so what what is their like sort of primary goal then the it's been a while since i watched my little youtube primer about um, mutual aid but (laughs) um uh essentially it helps underrepresented communities with um uh pretty much anything that they might need help on if um if let's say someone might need money for car repairs in order to um in order to get to their their job say uh other people within the community will chip in and mm. can help them under the under the assumption that um if something similar were to happen to them other members of the community would help out them too so i think okay. that it's um uh it's it's a pretty heartening concept so it's a bit like have are you um have you heard of like the co-ops, not the shop. I mean, as in the cooperative kind of I don't know what it's called way of thinking. So you can get like little co-op societies and things like that, for example. I'm probably not using the right terminology. Where it's basically the same thing, where they'll kind of group together to help each other out. So I don't know if that's something you're familiar with. Uh, no, not cooperative societies. You said. Oh, I may be using the wrong then... terminology, but if you like, if you Google co-op and then something along those lines, it will come up with it. Right, um, okay. Yeah, that I'll might be something the... you're interested in. <laughs> I'll omit the results for the supermarket. Thanks. Yeah, no worries, man. That's a... Okay, so I'd say that's quite an optimistic outlook you have on it as well, actually. You've you've brought up something that, again, might seem to be quite a small impact in the short term, but if everyone was doing it, it would definitely be a large impact. So what I want to ask now for Firas, so you've given me a very positive kind of thing, Sikander, so I want to ask Firas now, what's a very positive direction that you've seen by maybe just a section of humanity, if not the whole. I mean, I think, like I was saying, that the 
the the, the shift in production things that, that's available to us mm. is just demonstrating the demand and acknowledgement of the change that we need to make for um, reducing the impact of climate change and just generally being mindful of what we do to our environment yeah. through the way that we live our lives. So I suppose like the shift in being aware and conscious of of um, ourselves and the way we live our lives. Yeah. Whereas before, perhaps like, and still in many places, many people, and still probably for myself most of the time, hmm. we just kind of go about our lives not considering yeah. what we're doing hmm. at all. I think that's okay. improving. So. Yeah. So I think one positive thing I've seen over lockdown, well, positive, okay, it's slightly positive, but also slightly negative that I've seen. So I'm I'm, I'm interested in the stock market. I'm interested in trying to make a quick buck, essentially. <laughs> but what I have seen from a lot of people and just the general stock market is that technology to do with sustainability, renewable energy, um, battery materials, things like that, things that you know, when grouped together will form a big part of the solution of making sure that we can live the way that we do in a very sustainable manner. And I've seen a lot of money being pumped into that sector. I don't know if it's temporary or not. There is a chance that it is temporary and people are going to pull their money out and take their profits. Um, And sadly, that is a likely possibility in my opinion, because I think, you know, a lot of people are out for themselves at the end of the day, they want to make money. However, the fact that I'm seeing a shift in the market of money flowing from say the big oil companies um, and investment firms into those into that area of the market for me is a is a very positive thing because when those companies have funding they can do a lot more um, their reach can be a lot more global so that's one positive thing that I feel like I've seen over the past year perhaps yeah past year or so so that's something that kind of gives me a little bit of hope and what I'm going to go to now, and this is a very tough one to answer, and I'll answer it myself as well at the end. I'll go to you first, Sikander. Again, because we've touched on some optimistic things and some pessimistic things. And there are a lot of things on people's minds, such as global warming, or whether it's war, or or even the COVID virus. Do you think that in the future, in one way or another, that humanity is going to kind of self-destruct i i don't really think so i think that the the there will be like they talk i've i've read here and there about the concept of great filters yeah so the um this this thing that happens throughout history that most of humanity won't survive but some will so okay. i think um the the concept of like the the filters being there throughout history may very well happen in the future, but I don't think that humanity itself will will burn itself out. I think that um the the degree of that we have for like self preservation is a bit is is quite the force to be reckoned with. Plus there's a hell of a lot of us. Yeah. That's interesting what you said about the great filters there. What have been the great filters in the past? What just to get a scale of this? Um, I would say the only ones that come to the top of my head right now are the the ice ages throughout history, when the um 
the earth's temperature was so cold that it couldn't okay they couldn't um like sustain too much life so do you think then there's a big wave coming uh not necessarily an ice age but something perhaps more man-made or man-influenced like uh like a global warming do you think there is a filter coming in that sense then where some of I'd us say, can make it but it's still going to be devastating i'd say so yeah if and, the um if the what people who are forecasting climate change are saying then it does very much seem like climate change is our next filter okay cool all right so Sikanda thinks we are going to have some sort of doomsday but some of us are going to make it so there's always a positive so let's just hope it's the people on these podcasts who do make it yes okay <laughs> so firas on to you what's uh what are your thoughts on that question yeah i feel like um there are a lot of factors that kind of almost tickle the the some kind of big disastrous event mm-hmm. such as climate change global warming and i guess like the the scale of weapons and nuclear weapons that we have available to us sometimes it's discussed on television like what would happen if yeah. they if they're all used at one time like and and the way that it works is like well, I don't know the way that it works, but it seems to me as if it's like all the countries almost holding guns to each other's heads with these nuclear mm. weapons, which prevents one another from actually using them. But it's called um, the concept you're talking about is called MAD, M A D, mutually assured destruction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds right. Um, so yeah, that feels like a very dangerous thing to be happening. Yeah. Um, and it, and it, and it feels like sometimes it's a bit of a a conspiracy thought of mine. But you know, when you see like these developments of people wanting to live on Mars, live on the Moon, it's as if like you know there's these chances that the world's going to be blown up by nuclear weapons or something. Yeah. And then all the rich people are going to be living on Mars or on the Moon when no, Elon Musk yeah. has <laughs> developed his his uh, hydroponics and his rocket ships, and then they can say to Tar farewell and they can redevelop and come back when it's safe. And we're left with all the nukes. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I think that's a very, very pessimistic point of view, almost a bit of a conspiracy theory, but you have to wonder. So, you do think then that there is some sort of possibility? Certainly a possibility. So you think it is quite... Okay, all right. I, I mean, I... They exist, don't they? Like, this capacity yeah. to, for that to happen exists, and they exist for that reason in theory to be used or to be threatened to use they are functional weapons yeah no to be fair in history there's been a lot of times where they've been very nearly used if you guys are familiar with like the cuban missile crisis that was probably like well that's one of the closest we've ever been to you know mutually assured destruction so yeah no i I think that's a very valid point to make it all it takes is a couple of madmen to be in power and then everyone's going to fire off and we've been seeing kim jong-un and donald trump on the on the news a few months ago Wiggling mm. their fingers at each other, waggling yeah. <laughs> their fists at each other. So. I like that wiggling their fingers at each other. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's true though. It's, 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 you know, these things we can see them. Like, yeah. there's chances. It's not zero. It's not a zero chance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I think that's a very valid point. All right. So, my my two cents on it. I guess I'm slightly. I'm slightly more optimistic. So if we go to the global warming example, climate change, I think there is a very 
strong chance that we will get to the there, there is a chance we'll get to the point of no return um and we will you know significantly change our uh atmosphere that's not the right words significantly change the conditions of our planet that are going to make it much less habitable than it currently is i think that is a possibility however i do think we will be able to not necessarily reverse it but we'll be able to prevent it and stop ourselves getting to that point just in the nick of time and the reason i think that is because if you look at how quickly technology develops so like a computer you know like a hundred years ago or something not even a computer like a calculator like a hundred years ago was the size of a room and now it's the size of you know a smartwatch so the way that technology progresses is exponential and i think now there are some things where there isn't that much room such as renewable technology you know wind farms the wind either blows or it doesn't solar panels the sun either shines or it doesn't you can fiddle around with efficiency but there's not as much there to in terms of you know how we're gonna get our energy but i do think that there are a lot of things that will enable us such as energy storage whether that's by batteries or another medium i think there are a lot of ways that we can start looking to and start focusing our development on and once we do start doing that and as i said earlier because i think a lot of money is rolling into these industries we are going to see exponential increase of these industries and exponential sort of progression of technology and as a result i think we might be able to just about save ourselves from doom and gloom from climate change for the more war-based scenarios i have no idea and unfortunately i do think it all it does take is a couple of mad people over the globe and it could actually happen so that one is much is much more um volatile much more unpredictable so I'm, i can't really comment on that one but i guess that's where i stand on it though i think on those climate change aspects i think we might just be able to claw ourselves back cool so we've discussed a little bit there about the direction of humanity and i've asked you guys already about the way you think it is the more optimistic sides and the more pessimistic sides just so we don't finish on the concept of madmen blowing us up i think we should try and finish on something a little bit more positive um so i'm gonna go first and i've said this on another podcast i'm gonna give it a shout out now this dangerous podcast when i featured on there uh they did this little thing which i'm gonna i'm gonna nick for them just now actually <laughs> but i do really like it as a feature um and they talk about things that give them hope and i said one thing that's positive but in terms of something that gives me hope and how human behavior can change it's something that happened a little while ago in south africa called day zero i think they called it where they were about to run out of fresh water and they had like 100 days until that was going to happen this happened about three four years ago and they managed to change their water habits and they managed to keep pushing back the date of day zero where they run out of fresh water to the point where that day is no longer in sight now. Like, there is no day zero anymore. And I think that just shows the power of people coming together and being able to change their behaviour for good, for a positive outcome. And that's something that gives me a lot of hope. And just because we're on the topic of overall humanity, I wanted to ask again, what's two other things that give you guys hope? I'll go with sikanda first i'm gonna cheat and say mutual aid because you're gonna cheat again <laughs> okay no it's fine because because like the concept of mutual aid has been like it's it's really like given me a hell of a lot of hope in human beings abilities to come together and be mutually supportive to one another in yeah. 
an age where there is a lot of me, me, me thinking. Yeah. Cool. No, good answer. Yeah, thinking about each other more, being a bit more empathetic. I like it. Veras? That's a tough question, but I'll say I think the kind of reception um, which people, particularly I think of our generation, have given um, things such as these uh, David Attenborough documentaries, where it's like um, a stand-up kind of call to make a change. Mm. And, it, and and generally, I feel like it's very actively and positively received. Um, mm. And I think, like I was saying, you know, we can see through the change in in products in the supply that that's reflected in in our demand. So I think we can see how people receive the idea and acknowledge it, and then also see that we are generally becoming more conscious. I think. Um, and I think, like, like you're saying now, also people investing in more renewable um, technologies, just just generally having that shift and being able to see people actually doing something about it where they can. Yeah. Um, I think that's giving us some hope about something that's otherwise a potential, potentially uh, devastating mm. end for humanity. Yeah, I like it. So I guess it's all themed around human behavior. So just before close off today's topic, I just want to say I think it is very important that we all do our bit, whatever that is. I mean, it doesn't. We've focused heavily on global warming. We sort of started off with that example and ran with it, but it can be anything. Whether you're a bit more into social justice, if you say equality or something is more into is more your thing or more something you care about. I think it is important to have something to care about, and I think it's important that you figure out how much you can give to it, how you can contribute to it and that you do that and it doesn't have to be anything you know you don't have to be the next martin luther king i mean if you believe in global warming for example just start turning off the lights you know stop wasting water those kind of things just little things like that i think it's good that all of us do our little bit like sakanda said we take that sort of stoic philosophy and we figure out what we can influence and we do that and then eventually the greater good will befall all of us at least that's what i believe so with that, any concluding comments from either of you? I think that sums it up quite well. Like if we just kind of focus on doing little positive things for ourselves, then it sums up to the greater impact. But we don't have to necessarily obsess mm. over everything and trying to own everything, but just the little things. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say um, just not to stress too much about super big world issues that are much bigger than any of us and try to focus on how we can help as both as individuals and as collectives i like it i like those little uh little nuggets of positivity there all right thanks for joining me guys and thank you everyone for listening hopefully you got some unique insights there or perhaps learned a thing or two And if you did, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, message me on Instagram, you know, the usual kind of deal. And otherwise, have a good day, everyone. Thank you and bye.